previously on Dungeons and Dragons and Bears. Royal Guards kind of standing up there, again, frozen in time, not moving. Uh, and you also see a person standing there, also in a black robe, similar to uh, all the cult members that you've seen. But this one is a beautifully embroidered uh, black one with tons of intricate um, drawings uh, that are all in kind of silver and gold. So I uh, retreat back into the room, hoping she will follow. I will climb up the stairs, and I will shoot the orb. That's what we're doing? Yeah, shoot the orb. Okay. You definitely would recognize everyone in this photo. It is a photograph of you and your parents. Oh, Mother! Mother! <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Dungeons and Dragons and Bears. I am. We're gonna just. Oh my. I forgot the oh my. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> ah. Ah. oh no. And I am Patrick, your host and DM for this all original D and D real play podcast. And with me we have. Walden. Zavros. Diana Fire. Edwin. Inglatar. Uh, Inglatar. And, oh. <laughs> and background dogs. Dogs in the background. They're 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 just adding to the scene. I'm gonna just write dogs into every scene that we do. Yes. Dogs. And we'll just claim it's all sound effects. It's fine. <laughs> um. Okay. So last time when we were playing, you guys kind of made your way up to the the top of the watchtower in Noviat after several close encounters. Uh, it, it, it was touch or go for, for a little bit there. Um, and you made it all the way to the top, and you I, found... I was a donkey, not a gopher, thank you very much. And and when you got to the top, you found kind of that blue glowing orb uh, that you guys very quickly decided to smash that uh, early on, which, <laughs> Kill the orb. which was smart. Kill the fire or arrows, whatever. Arrows. Uh, been the block before. So that stopped the time stopping magic uh, that had been kind of covering all of Noviat. And you also encountered a strange purple-skinned figure um, who was dressed differently, uh, who kind of, shortly after you started attacking her, just turned into smoke and flew away <laughs> really fast. And that is where we stopped. Uh, how are you guys doing today? Good. Donuts. Yeah. Doing well. I'm eating chicken and waffles. With the donuts? Because I don't see why they're mutually exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing them one at a time. <laughs> With sprinkles. Okay, so you guys are at the top of the tower. I mean, it's a little hard because I'm the only one who's not there to get to enjoy the food with y'all. Yeah, and whose fault is that? Yeah, yeah. I agree. For the, for the third week in a row, job. we have tater tots, and you're still not here. Mm-hmm. I just One of these days. I will be back in uh, May, so for a little bit, so we can probably try to do some of these IRL. Yeah, I, I can be there IRL with you guys for like a week or or two, maybe. Um, Crazy. Which would be nice. It'd be like good old times. Okay, so you guys are at the top of this tower, 
there were two frozen guards up there uh, who have become unfrozen. Uh, so you, you they unfroze when you broke the time, but then very quickly they were put under a hold person spell and couldn't move to help you out. But as soon as that mysterious uh, woman disappeared, uh, they would have been released from that spell. That woman. I don't remember. And... Am I still a dog? Because I turned into no. a dog. You turned okay. into a dog. Didn't you get turned out from a dog? I can't remember. <laughs> Didn't you get turned out? Uh, <laughs> wow. <I got> turned out. turn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember. What are your? Were you keeping track of your hit points? Do you have that? You were yeah. doing some biting towards the end. I don't think. You I was just keeping out. track, like in my head at the time. I was gonna say I know at one point, but that might have been when you were the donkey. One point you did get enough hit points to turn you back into so, your, so your good old elf self, but I think because you might still be a mastiff. Yeah, he yeah. came up the ladder, used vine whip, or try, attempted to use vine whip, and then changed into the mastiff. And he has it unchanged from that. Okay, so you're just going to stay a dog then for a little while. This well, is going to be a, a real fun episode for you. <laughs> can, uh, I, can we, like, sing an arrow into him a few times? And... His new name is Maldog. Maldog. We had Muldin, <laughs> and now we have Maldog. I like it. Every time you wild shape, we're this just going to rename, rename you. Can I ask the guards? Um, I'm here for it. If they if they have any recollection of, you said they were kind of aware when we were up there fighting. Well, they, that was they were just being held. Uh, Do you have any recollection of what happened prior to them freezing, and of anything that had happened while they were frozen? Were they able to see or see what was going on or anything, or hear anything? <laughs> So they, the ones at the top of the tower are probably not going to be the most useful. So they will tell you uh, right before the freezing happened that this mysterious cloaked figure, because they wouldn't have seen her face. Because remember, when you guys first encountered her, everybody in this cult was wearing masks. Uh, yes. Most of them were the black masks that had stars painted all over them. But the one on the top was just in a plain white porcelain mask. Um, so she appeared and then produced the orb, which... <clears throat> Then they became frozen in time, and she kind of was just standing up there, keeping an eye out. And that's all they would have experienced. Uh, so no they don't know ex a... they don't know exactly how long. Uh, okay. Because like after a certain amount of time, they were they were definitely conscious the entire time, but without being able to like move around, uh, they do know it. Basically, they started. They were supposed to end their shift around dawn, and you guys are getting there a little bit later in the day. So they've been there for a while. This started sometime overnight. I go sniff their butts. Each one of theirs? Wow. I backhand you. <laughs> the guards. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the people that we're talking about right now. Okay. I thought you said all of us, and I was like, no one's smelling that yeah. ass. They wouldn't have seen you not be a dog, so they're just yeah. going to start petting you. Uh... <laughs> what do you do? I what do you do as a dog? 
I like my tail and pants. Oh, the character that's been so off-put by everyone is happy to be that now. Yeah. You, you have your own <laughs> intelligence and your intellect. I still you're... don't really know what's happening with that wild shape. Oh, that's, that's true. true. He's, he's, he's very when in Rome right now. Wait, I mean... <laughs> I'm like half mauled and half small dog. I feel like you would you'd be very like nervous and like confused, but at the same time, there's like natural instincts that you're suddenly feeling like, I like this. This petting feels good. <laughs> like you don't want to be wagging your tail, but it's like just happening. Okay, so what are the rest of you doing while Mal while Mal Dog is over there getting pet, and I'm assuming like rolling over for a belly rub right now? I don't get too crazy. Uh, if they don't have any more info, I'm gonna we'll start making our way down. Well, I'm like building down the dog. Uh, uh, Zavros like 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 says like to the group and to the guards. I believe we should rejoin the group. Who else in the, who else is in this keep? Show us uh, show us to the to the, to the main area. Okay, so um, they'll take you downstairs. Are you guys all gonna just follow then? I'm following them. Yeah, I'll follow them. Yes, they gave I'm me they gave me head scratches. I'm stay like kind of staying at the top of the the tower because I'm like perplexed by this picture that I. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, so at the very end of last episode, you guys discovered a picture, and it's an actual photograph, right? It's not like a sketch of it. It's an actual photograph of Cadwin with his family. Um, not like they're posing. It's very much a candid photograph, like as if like a, like a PI was investigating him and snapped it. From a like telephoto lens. I was feeling more of like a Nickelback moment. And that's when the podcast. <laughs> They're Nickelback fans. <laughs> it's okay, we'll edit out the Nickelback. Unsubscribe. <laughs> rights we can break. Um, I'm gonna walk over to. Um, what's your name? <laughs> I'm gonna walk over to Cade and ask if he's okay and if he knows anything about it because of the photograph. I instead of saying going to ask him, he's like, <laughs> I'm not gonna tell him. <laughs> hey, Cade, you white? <laughs> That was very regal. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a royal in the same It's royal. Uh, I'll give you a chance to rethink. And scene. Hey, I I saw the picture. Clearly distracted by it. I mean, this is my, my family. And this is like us going about our daily business, like how... <laughs> <laughs> Someone get the dog away from the microphone. <laughs> Cadewin just gives a very disdainful glare down at the dog. <laughs> Let's take care. Um, yeah, this is... I don't... I don't understand what this is. So you don't know? I don't know. I have a photograph of you? I have no idea. All I know is that my parents told me to flee. And that's what I did. And now there's people after us? 
Well, you have the protection of... Yeah, I was supposed to flee the merciful design. Talk to her. Talk to her. Mm. To find out why. Because <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and now I didn't want to leave my parents in the first place. I have two young brothers. Now there's a cult after them. And I was told to run to the next place for my own safety. And the instant I start running, I get captured by people. <laughs> and now I find out that this cult is here. I don't have really much more patience or time for this. So what are the rest... Can... Are the rest of you standing nearby? Have you already started walking? Like, can you hear this conversation happening? I don't hear it. I'm, I'm that, that's how I seem to ask you, Patrick. Has have the soldiers left to show us? Oh, I can wait. Because I said I was. I was assuming as soon as you asked the soldiers, they would start leaving. All right. Yeah, so Caitlin so did say he was going to kind of hang out behind. I got something so. real snarky to say back to that soliloquy. But, you know, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not in the room. <laughs> okay, let's go join the others, and we can see if we can figure out some more. Yes, we maybe should the leave. guards have some information. We should leave as soon as possible. Like, that's rage coming from someone who traps somebody else. <laughs> he just walked into a trap. <laughs> I just laughed at him for doing this. Sorry, you're going to go down. Room I'll follow you down. Because I, oh, I, I was going to stay up for a second. Oh, well, I, I'm kind of waiting oh, for okay. you. Fine, I'll go. Oh! What? <laughs> don't don't you worry about it. <laughs> okay. I mean, if you want me to go down, I'll just go down. I'll follow right. close behind. What are we, talk, we talking Hello. about? <laughs> go, go ahead and rejoin the group, no, and I'm gonna right. stay up here for a second to check the orb. Kate goes down the stairs and leaves. And while I'm still up there alone, can I use my ascending stone to contact the merciful divine, to like? Let her know everything that's happened and ask if she has more information on case. Oh, uh, yeah, you can definitely do that. <laughs> so I give her the recap. I let mean? her know that we found the photo of Cadewin. And I'm going to ask her if she could give me any more information as to why we were searching for Cadewin or if she knows anything about the attack on the. That's a long-ass message. I thought you can only do, like, 60 characters. I have no idea. <laughs> I didn't stone read the description. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the Sending Stone is just the Sending Spell. Oh, uh, yeah, 25 form. words. Yeah. Or less. God damn it. About 25. You recap the situation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be using the stone a bit. You're just going to be like, here's this, okay... It's just like, it, it's like you were tweeting her, and you had to just keep... Like continuing the message. Yeah. Like a long Twitter thread. 
that you sent. <laughs> One of sixteen. <laughs> okay. She's like, oh my god, this goes on forever. She, yeah. Girl, girl, I have things to do. I'm running a nation. Calm it down. After you send, after you send all of those messages, uh, she'll respond saying, "Thank you very much for the update. I will definitely explain." As much as I'm able to, soon find find Orissa in the tower, and and I will be contacting you there. Okay. Most <laughs> of no people. Orissa in the tower. Yeah. Okay. Only, on top of the tower. only he knows that though. We're not. Yeah. There. Oh, no, that's true. I, I just We're wrote it down for like story sake, so, <laughs> so we could reference it. This is our reference ad. So are you doing anything else after you contact her while you're up there? Or are you gonna then go no, meet the group? Rejoin the group. Okay. Uh, just, just so I know, did you pick up the orb, or is it kind of like shattered? I took a piece of it with me. Okay, so you have a piece of it. Cool. Um, so you'll go and catch up. Uh, so cutting back to the rest of you, you're just gonna walk down to the bottom of the stairs. So the second floor was empty. When you get down to the first floor, you'll remember. Uh, you'll see the two dead bodies of the two cult members that you fought, fought while you were down there, but the two guards who are frozen in time are no longer going to be there. And then there was the door that you entered through, which is kind of on the side, and then there's another door near the base of the stairs, and that's where the the uh, that's where the guards are going to go through. Uh, and you'll walk through there, and it's just kind of a, a long hallway that has blank walls. Uh, kind of on either side, kind of blank stone walls, each with a door in them, and then a door at the far end of the hallway. And the guards are just going to go straight through the hallway. Are you guys going to just keep following them? Zavros is following the guards. I'm, 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 I'm going to follow the guards as well. I stop and sniff the doors. Did you mark any of them? Yeah. Have you take a, took a chance to give yourself a... Well, BJ, real quick, since you can reach down there. Yeah, I mean, that's good. <laughs> Just lick your junk. Just lick your junk. If you could, <laughs> you know you would. <laughs> so when you're walking by these doors, uh, Maldog, you will smell a whole bunch of food, kind of like overwhelmed with, with senses. It's basically the kitchen is on one side, and the storage room slash pantry is on the other side. I go with whichever door smells better. Did you hear that? I, w- I would say, I mean, you're going to go next to the, the storage room door then, because that's going to have more food. Um, well, you said kitchen, right? I, didn't, I would assume that he would go to the kitchen instead of the storeroom. That's what, well, well, the storeroom has all the food. The storeroom, the storeroom has all the food. Rami. The kitchen doesn't. I mean, the kitchen, when this all got frozen, it was the middle of the night. So there wouldn't be a whole lot going on in the kitchen. Okay, so there's no smells going on. I got you. Yeah, like probably like right. old, like yeah, lingering like, smells. Um, yeah, because I was like, Luna would go to the kitchen for the smells and not the but storage But the pantry room. and the storage room is where they keep all the food. So that's where there'd be yeah, like salted meats and pantry. stuff like that. That's legit. That, all the raw meat. But you're a dog, so how do you open the door? Because they're closed. How much longer is he going to be a dog? So oh, wow. he's a dog for an hour after he turned into a dog. Wait, really? Or like. A 17 on the percentage. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Turns out you're a now. So I will say, 
Yes, I forgot that you rolled the 17, so it's not going to be that long. So you were there sniffing the storage room door, trying to, like, claw uh, to open it up. And while you're in the middle of clawing it open, you suddenly transform back into Malden. <laughs> Still clawing. Still <laughs> kind of, like, slapping your hand at the door. So I'm clawing at the door as a person, as an elf now, but I'm very and then I realized I should stop pawing yeah. at the door. You wipe the drool from your face. <laughs> Lots of drool. Okay, so the rest of you are continuing on with the guards. Molden, are you going to open the door now that you're back to being an elf, or are you going to kind of catch up with the group then? I'm that pantry. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm in this <laughs> I would still open the door just to see what's in there, because apparently I was... Curious about it for some reason. So you'll just see tons of barrels uh, kind of off to the left when you look at it. There looks to be some, you know, barrels of wine. It's kind of aging in there. Um, barrels of like barley and hay. Um, there would be kind of like rice and dried beans. Uh, you'll see a bunch of kind of dried meats hanging on the ceiling. Kind of a typical. Pantry. Why are we in here? No, we're he not. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Malden's because he was a dog. Okay. And now he's trying to figure yeah. out why he wanted to be in the anniversary. Okay. I don't know why I'm in there, but I I judge the <laughs> quality of the food in their pantry and compare it against the bakery that I grew up in. I would say. I mean, there's no baked goods, so there's nothing that has already processed. This is kind of raw yeah. ingredients. Well, I, I grew up in a bakery, though. Like, I'm used to seeing the raw yeah. ingredients, too. So I'm still judging I would say them. these are of higher quality than what you had. Ooh. You think you're all bougie? He said, these are more bougie. These are purple and shit around here. Aren't y'all somewhere else right now? <laughs> y'all are not a part of this story. Uh, no. this, this is the peanut gallery. <laughs> we are the muses. <laughs> Disney's after us now. Yeah. Disney, Xanadu, all of uh, <laughs> Greek mythology. Satisfied that their that their stock of food is adequate, I return to the group. I I, I didn't say adequate. I said better. <laughs> I, I know what you said. More than a country purple elm. I know what you said. Okay, so back to kind of where the guards were and and everyone else. When you get through that door, who who's the one who checked the main door? When you guys first got to the tower. I know somebody Zavros, peeked into yeah. that main door. Zavros, you'll yeah. recognize this room to be that room that you uh, checked through. So you're kind of in the main hall. So there's a long table. There's no longer any guards sitting at the table. We, remember when you walked in, you saw two guards who were kind of frozen in place. But you still see kind of the deck of cards that they were playing with. So you would kind of guess that this is where... This is like the social room of this. So it's where they eat their meals, kind of where they hang out when they're off-duty... Uh, kind of like in a communal area. And then to the far left, or like the far back corner of the room, there's a circular staircase going up. And Zebros casually mentions to the group, uh, 
This is the room that I saw when I peeked in the front door, so I know where we're at now. We're back at the front. Cool, and so the guards are going to just go up the stairs. Zavros is still following the guards. I'm right behind him. Yep, I'm following. Dianifier's totally not asking where this chick is, though. No, I don't want to give anything away. I want to see where they're going to take us first. Up your feet. So when you get to the second floor, uh, there's kind of like an an exit for the circular stairs, but they do keep going up. Kind of like a, a wrought iron staircase. Uh, that's going up, but there is like a landing where you can come off. And, and on the second floor, um, the guards are going to get off here. And you're going to see it's a big library, so it's about the same size as the giant dining room below. But on every wall, there is just a... It's covered in bookshelves with tons of books everywhere. There's two tables kind of in the middle of them. You see a few open books on them. Uh, there is a door on the left side. So kind of where you entered the main room downstairs, there's another little door kind of exiting the room on that same wall. Um, and you also see five dead bodies of cult members lying on the ground. Yeah. And like a bloodbath ensued. So there's five dead cult members and two dead guards kind of lying on the ground. Bodies. I kind of, like, almost pee my pants seeing all of the books. And then, like, just, I don't care what the rest of the group is doing. I'm going and looking at all the books. Investigate the bodies. Same. Okay, roll me an investigation. That was a 13 for Cadewin. I think that one. I'm looking at these bodies. <laughs> you distracted. Uh-huh. I'm looking at their shoes. You're like, oh, God. Dudes. <laughs> um, I mean, you guys don't notice anything out of the ordinary. You can tell that nobody. So with the 13, you would just be able to know that everybody was killed with a, like a sharp weapon. So they were all killed with melee weapons. There were no, no magic. Like, no uh, instances of magic causing anybody to die. They all have wounds and are kind of bleeding out from them. Are the guards that brought us to the library, are they still with us or were they going? They're still with you, so they would have gotten off on this level. I mean, any any of that gold? Uh, (coughs) No gold on these ones. Yeah, you still poke. And any, any gold that had been on them, like anything that you found on the other guards... Uh, or the other cult members when you killed them would have already been confiscated. Gotcha. By the time you get here. All right. So I really you can to... tell that it all happened pretty recently too. Yeah, I'll I'll tell the rest of the group kind of what my what I saw. Yo, guys. Look at a real quick timeout. I've forgotten why we're at at this tower. We're we're here because we were sent by the I, I, festival. The, 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 yeah, I know. I, know the, uh, so, I have in my notes the divine sent us, but I don't know why. So There's, we were supposed to be there. getting daily. No, we were supposed to be getting, or she was supposed to be getting, getting daily reports from them, and she mm-hmm. hadn't gotten one in like eighteen hours. She's like, "What the fuck is happening? Uh, Go yeah. investigate." Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh. So yeah, like. So um. This is, so Zeros is still waiting for the guards to take them to the leader. Okay. 
Right. So he's like, and still... I'll also just, I'll just jump in and say that not only had they not heard back in 18 hours, kind of there was a disturbance that happened very close to around the time that Malden's village appeared. And there was a disturbance when his village appeared as well. That's right. So we those were... kind of coincided. So that's why she specifically wanted uh, Diana to take Malden with you guys. Because she feels that there might be a connection between Malden appearing, the strange atmospheric occurrence when he appeared, and this strange atmospheric occurrence that was happening there. All right, notes are back up to date. Yay. Awesome. Do you, you said it looks recent. It, it looks like they died after being frozen, probably. Or would I even be able to tell? The cult members wouldn't have been frozen. That's true, but they could have been. I'm guessing the guards. Like the bodies them. are, the bodies would still be warm. Sure. I'm and guessing the guards warm. became unfrozen and, and attacked. attacked. Yeah, cleared out their house. Yeah, I'm still just know. like checking out the books because I've never sure. seen this many books before in my life. I'm gonna sure. ask the guards who they're taking us to see. Um, they're gonna tell you that they're taking you to see the mayor of Noviat. Does the mayor have a name? Uh, kind of like looks at you weird. He's like, yeah, it's um, Arissa Moonbeam. Uh, I feel like you would know this. Well, I I I would, but I don't actually know this because I wouldn't <laughs> give information prior to right now. <laughs> 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 <But> I, <know. laughs> I would say you may or may not know this in in game. I know in real life you don't you didn't know this in game. I mean. You're kind of the confidant of the queen. You've been with working with the Merciful Divine for a couple months now, but probably not being updated on all of the tiner going goings on of small towns. So whether whether her name had shown up in any of the conversations you had with the Merciful Divine, uh, there's I mean there's a good chance that it never has. But I'm I'm very much as soon as I hear that. As soon as they tell me we're going to see, uh, I am all about moving with the guards as swiftly as we can. Okay, so you're, uh, we'll jump to Malden really fast. So you're checking out the books. Are you looking at the books on the table, on the bookshelves? Um, you said the table is like in the middle of the room? There's two like circular tables in the middle of the room, each with like four chairs around. A couple of them have open books on them. Yeah, I would go and look at those first, just because they're open. But like, I'm I'm gonna check out like every single book in this room because that's who my character is. He likes to learn things. He's hyper curious. It gets him into trouble. And I've never seen this many books before in my life. Like, sure, roll there me. There might be a hundred books total in my entire village. Okay, yeah. So this is there's probably a thousand books in this room, uh, if not more. So roll me. An investigation check. 16. Cool. So you notice... uh, So when you go look at the table, there's nothing really of interest. There's kind of like a a smutty romance novel that somebody had been reading. Yeah. Gross. Uh, Kind of in the middle. Would he know what that is? Do they reproduce the same way? Do they have romance? (laughs) He's still an elf. He has... They they have all the same no, all the same body parts. Is you you halfling? You don't know that. She know. is painted for the gods right now. Literally. I don't believe <laughs> I don't believe in those, so I don't care. 
so I don't know if we've like really stressed this, uh, Diana, but because you're you're half elf, but you are in kind of like a drag to make you look like you're a full elf, right? Correct. Yeah. So that's that's the drag aspect of my character. She she paints and dresses to where she's hiding her human features the, to the best she can. So nobody would really know that she was a half elf, uh, except for her. She would she would know, and and I mean, some people in her personal life would obviously know. Uh, but most people, even Idina, the the Merciful Divine, doesn't know that she's a half elf. Oh shit! But she so, does. Like her professional appearance is always as a full elf. So no okay. waters for you. <laughs> <laughs> so as you're investigating, so roll me one more investigation check, Molden. Uh, the 14. Okay. So you're going to find a couple of books uh, that you will find very interesting with that. So I'll just kind of say them. So you find a book that's all about kind of a history of druids, which would probably stand out to you. It's called A Druid Life. (laughs) (laughs) There and back again. (laughs) A Druid Life. There and back. Um, you'll find a book about <laughs> a, a religious book about the dark solstice, which on the cover of it has people like an, an artist rendering of a group of elves who are all light purple. So that would probably stand out to you because for all you've known, you're like the one light purple person that you've seen. Yeah, there's no other purple elves where I'm from. Um, we just saw another one. Minus the one he you just saw. <laughs> I sure did. I've never seen another purple elf in my life. So up until when the mask fell off, he had never seen a purple elf. Um, so there's you. You've seen this person. Right. And on this drawing of this book, we, which you've heard about the Dark Solstice already, because uh, the, the Merciful Divine told you guys about this um, in, like, episode two, I think. Uh, <laughs> So you would be familiar with it. So that would probably stand out to you. You're also going to find a book that's called Encounters with the Aladrin. And you're going to see a drawing of your home village on the cover of this book. So those would be yeah, the three books that would really that you would find that would really stand out to you. Happen to be open. No, these are on the bookshelves. Oh, okay. These were all on the bookshelves. None of there was really nothing of interest. You can also tell. Um, everybody, roll me a perception check. That's a solid twenty-three. Zavros got a fifteen. Nineteen. Six. Sixteen. I'm a real perceptive. Nineteen. Everybody but Glugtar will notice that it looks like before the fight occurred. Tons of books were being like uh, rifled through. Um, you oh, can tell that like you think that enough. somebody was looking for something in this room. Glugtar, you've <laughs> it's like you've never been in a library before, and you like don't know that anything is different. Not to stereotype about half orcs, but I can't eat these things. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't good for whacking. Yeah. Okay. So is anybody else going to do here? The guards are going to keep going up another level, kind of after they stopped to look at the carnage and the bloodbath. They will go back to the stairs 
and keep going upstairs. Zavros is on a mission uh, with the soldiers to find their leader and mission. I think Diana and I are like also because I want to leave really quickly and she wants to this person. So we're like, let's get this show on the road. Yeah, Zavros is very military minded. I'm gonna I'm gonna complete the mission. So I think the three of us are just like plowing forward. I go sit down at the tables with my books. That's legit. Okay. So Malden is going to stay downstairs and be reading his books, and the rest of you are all going upstairs? Yeah. Okay. When you get upstairs, you see a half-elf standing there dressed pretty officially, um, and she is standing, kind of pacing around the room, and in one of the chairs in front of her desk, uh, you see a dwarf uh, tied up to the chair. Uh, the dwarf is dressed in the same robes that all of the cultists that you've seen uh, have been dressed in. Um, the mask has been taken off, uh, and she is kind of pacing, and then stops and looks over at you. Do you guys introduce yourselves? Do you do I anything? Do. So, my yeah. name's Diana Fire. I come by way of Row. On behalf of the Marcinian Fire, I'm sorry, I'm not much of an RP here. <laughs> You're doing that. Mayor Arissa Moonbeam, I presume. Uh, I am Zavro Salumbra. I, I also come on behalf of the Merciful Divine. Uh, in company with Diana Fire and my, my, my other soldier here, Glugtar. We've come to find out why we haven't heard from you in 18 years. I'm 18 hours. <laughs> Girl, where you been? Wow, been, girls. <laughs> you I was doing great. something. <laughs> <laughs> she fell in love with herself. Uh, 18 hours. 18 hours. <laughs> right after the disturbance. She's going to say, well, I'm assuming I have you, you all to thank. For freeing us from that, that spell. I was, I've been sitting at my desk, all alone for around 18, 18 hours, just staring out there. <laughs> it appears that this group of people attacked the tower overnight at some point. Unfortunately, my guards, I mean, they saved us. They killed everyone, but we're able to keep this one person alive. Um... I have not I have not been able to get much information out of him. The Merciful Divine told me that you guys might be coming. She looked specifically to at Diana. She she said that you were here. Um maybe you guys can help me get some information. Absolutely. I'd be happy to. Yeah, let's do it. How can we best assist you? I've got darts. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I walk around and face the the dwarf face to face. Okay, he just looks like very stone faced at you, um, but then pauses and looks very like perplexed to see you. I hold up the picture and just literally like point at his face and say, "Explain." Kind of just stares at you and then spits on the ground a little bit. And goes back to staring. And then says... I take my dagger I, and I stab him in the shoulder. 
Wow, hey, this just this escalated. Is... <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's getting dark. Uh, Wait, bring out the waterboarding. Right. <laughs> you know, cloth and a big bucket of water. I'm for real. Like, are you just gonna let him stab this person that you're trying to get info from? Wow. I would, I would try and I mean... put him to sleep, but I've had a spell slot. <laughs> <laughs> Guess it's the hard way. Can we take a rest? No. I'm not there. Like, so. do we do we notice him at all interacting with the dwarf? God, I'd hope so. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing oh, else is... in this room except for like a really big desk, two chairs, and Arissa. Like, and there, I mean, there's windows looking outside, but is, you is you would absolutely have heard Cade, and you would have seen him stab. I, I don't think he was being like subtle about it. Nope, <laughs> there was no subtlety. <laughs> <laughs> um, roll, roll to hit. Roll to hit? Yeah. Um, uh, he hit. That's, that's a 24. Oh, I'm real pissed. He, like, stabbed and twisted it. Yep. It was like a, you can speak, and I also have a hand axe, so it's coming out next. <laughs> this is turning into, like, D&D the Saw edition. <laughs> okay, so you—I mean, you pull your knife out and you just stab him, and it goes right into an artery, and he just starts gushing blood. I can do much to stop him. I'm not strong, and I'm out of spells. You're very persuasive, though, aren't you? Yes, but I think he's a little blinded by rage, right? Yeah, if you beat him on a roll, though, like that's how well, this game works. Well, I guess not. I don't mean charm. No. Just being persuaded. Yeah. Hey, bitch. So I, I would. Cards in the I, room. I would treat any rolls to persuade Cade right now as if you were in battle, since Cade is acting as if he's in battle. So trying to persuade an enemy in battle, you take a negative ten. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, what does Arissa and the other guards do when he stabs this dwarf? It doesn't really phase them. Good. Oh, no one's stabbing me. <laughs> well, I'm I'm gonna ask if Zavros and Blug can kind of restrain. Zebra's like Jeff was not touching him. Zebra's jumps in front, like kind of, kind of in between, and just kind of tries to kind of like, kind of like open-handed, kind of like, okay, let's tell you, like he's not like striking Caden at all. He's, he's kind of doing that thing where if two friends were fighting, where kind of like one kind of gets in between and kind of hey bro, hey bro, stop, yeah, stop. Kind of just the hey bro thing. What is so this how do you one? react to that, Cade? I just look at Zavros and say, if he doesn't speak in two minutes, I will use my axe on him. Let's try to get what we can from him, and then when we're done, I'm sure Arissa will give him to you. Hmm. Is that agreeable, Arissa? I don't... I don't care what you do with him. We just need to find out why he was here and who he's working for. If I were to try and persuade the dwarf to give any information, would you be treating that as battle? No. I, I'm, in, I'm disengaging now, because... Okay. You've been promised, like... Yeah. I would. can kill him if I want to later. 
So, so murdery. Do you want me to like be persuasive, or can I just also ask him questions? And maybe he likes your family. You can. I would say you can ask him questions if you're not happy with the answers that he that he's going to give freely. Um, then um, you can try to persuade him to give more information. So, to the dwarf, um, who was the purple elf leader that brought you here? Because it was. Because it was a purple elf. <laughs> it got to be a purple elf. Why it got to be a purple elf? It just be an elf. Because it's specific, because it's weird. He's going to say, she is the one who is going to be stopping the merciful divine. What's her name? She is the voice of the Canis Venatici. And that is where we are going to end things for this week. We will pick up next week as this interrogation continues and learn about who the Canis Venatici are. Thank you again for listening and tuning in. Uh, if you haven't already done so and you're enjoying what you hear, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify or anywhere you get your podcasts. And we will see you all next week.